This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Sunday is the most segregated time in America, uh, and that is not something that uh, has changed, unfortunately. It's interesting that throughout this country in churches, throughout this country in churches, you have a church that is all white. You have a church that is all black. You have a church that is all Chinese or Korean or Filipino. And I have to ask this question. I mean, I get the all black thing, because <laughs> oh, I'm black, right? And I know that for many of us, first of all, I was just talking with somebody um, that said, we probably need to rethink going to church the Sunday after election day. Yeah, it's that serious, right? Like, cause that's a target. Churches get bombed. When people are angry or when people wanna prove a point or show a message or just act out their racism, churches become a target, black churches. And why are there black churches? Well, they're black churches because in churches, black folks early on let's go back, we're not allowed to sit in the same pews with the other people and worship God. Ah, they started segregating God. And if we're being honest, to sit my black hind parts in a church with a white Jesus is problematic. We've already talked about the miseducation of the Negro as it relates to Jesus and going to Africa and seeing white Jesus and having a problem with that. And let me just say this, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're not black, I think maybe sitting in a church with a black Jesus might be a problem for you. How about we don't put a color on God? How about we don't do that? How about we stop placing our own narcissism on, on holiness? But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how, well, actually I did want to talk about how twisted we are in our walks. And yes, again, your, your faith is personal. Your relationship to God is personal. And it should be. So why do people impose their views on others? So I wanted to take a little time today to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packer quarterback, uh, you know, really good quarterback. I think he's now in a relationship with the race car driver, Danica Patrick. Uh, during the holiday season, he sat down with her for an interview in her, on her podcast. It's called Pretty Intense. And in it, he talked about growing up Christian. And I'm going to play the clip for you, actually, so you'll, you can hear it for yourself and, and, you know, have your own views. But as I was listening to it, I was saying to myself, you know, the Rogers family may think of themselves as Christian. Not Aaron. Aaron actually has gotten it right. We, you know, he talked about being confused about, you know, so we get dressed up. And if you're not dressed a certain way, you know, people are looking at you funny and they got something to say about you. He said, but where he felt the most joy was out there building homes and helping people in their lives. But, you know, for him and his family, it was all about the rote, the rote uh, vision of, of looking like good Christians, you know. And so here's how heathenists, he, he even like his family is, they're not speaking to him. <laughs> they, they basically are like, nah, we're not, we're not feeling Aaron. Uh, I read a clip somewhere where they were like, um, or a story, or oh, hopefully one day God will bring him around. What? No, you're the, you're the problem. Aaron Rodgers' family, not him. He's, he, they said, oh, fame, fame really twisted him. No, you're 
vision of God is so tiny that you don't have the capacity to see the growth in Aaron Rodgers. So that's the problem. And I have to applaud him because, you know, many of us are in family relationships that are, that are binding us, that are oppressing us, that are keeping us from being our full, complete selves. And that's not of God. God put you here to live life and life abundantly. And if, if, and it's not even about rules and regulations, because I think some people get it twisted. It's like, oh, you know, we, you know people don't want to follow the rules of Christ or the rules of the Bible. It's not even about that. Because if we're being honest, in the reading of my Bible, is God gave us all free will. Free will to do whatever it is that we deem necessary to get to a place. It's not up to you and I to judge anybody else's way in which they are getting there. And yeah, we can all probably agree, you know, you know binge drinking and whoring and all that's probably bad. You know, but who are we to judge? You don't know. I mean, I'm going to say it's probably bad, but that's a judgment. I'm going to say, are you living your best life? Are you doing the things that make you happy? Are you doing the things that could glorify the, the name of God? Are you living in a way that you can be an ambassador out in these streets? And if the answer is no, mind your damn business with an emphasis on damn. Okay. So I, I'm going to play this clip from Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to come back and, and talk about it. But I was, I was listening to it, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not watching football at all because, you know, I'm boycotting it. So I don't know who's winning or why or if he's even playing. I don't know. Is he even – is he still playing? <laughs> is he still in the – I don't know. I don't know. I just found out that he was with um, Danica Patrick, you know, studying – watching this, you know. Um, Aaron's not talking to his brothers, or maybe they're not talking to him. And um, – you know, it's just really crazy, and they're, and they're blaming it on stardom. But I don't think it's stardom. I think it's Aaron has come to a place where he may have friendships. Uh, he's on the football field with a lot of different kind of people. And then he to go into a church where there's no different kind of people, you go, hmm, something's not right here. How are we reaching people? You know, even if you are really a strict follower of the Bible, Jesus went out among people, fishermen, Tax collectors, whores, <laughs> gamblers, made them disciples, his trusted folk to go out two by two and spread his word. <sighs> Who's doing that? Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest-growing white-collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says, Criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity, gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need Home Title Lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. And don't tell me the Jehovah's Witnesses. All right. 
Up next, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Danica Patrick, talking about God. I'll see you on the other side of that. Most people that I knew, church was just, you just had to go. Your parents made you go, you wake up, you put some clothes on, you go, and you can't wait to get back and watch the second game of the day in the NFL on TV. But uh, I, I started going to Young Life, and that's where I met Matt Hawk, who you know, Matt's, and Matt was leading our Young Life group there for a while. And he was the first Christian that I met where I was like, Man, like this dude like swears every now and then. He loves sports. He like coaches sports. He's like an he's an awesome dude. Like he's just a really rad guy to be around. Uh, I kind of like you know I, the way that he talks about Jesus and the way that he talks about um, what it means to have a relationship with Christ. Like that's pretty cool. So I enjoyed my time with Young Life. We did some amazing outreach stuff. You know, we went to Mexico during two spring breaks and build houses in like Florido, outside Tijuana, rough areas. You know, we, we erected the, you know, from slab to walls, to tar in the roof, to stucco on the outside. Like we put together, you know, homes for these folks who were living in, you know, garage door sides, you know, thrown together and stuff. And that was meaningful. You know, that was like really meaningful work. and. There's not really a young life for college. It's, it gets into more organized, you know, athletes in action or whatever it might be, campus organizations. And I just didn't find any connection points with with those things and started questioning things and had friends who had other beliefs and uh, enjoyed learning. That's kind of a part of my life. I had some good friendships along the way that uh, helped me, you know, to figure out what exactly I wanted to believe in. And ultimately it was that uh, rules and regulations and binary systems um, don't really resonate with me. You know, enjoyed learning about other religions and meeting the Dalai Lama. And, you know, it's been a, a fun path to to a different type of spirituality, which uh, which to me is more. It's been more meaningful. Would you just would you separate the two being spirituality and religion? Like, you were religious and now you're spiritual. I think both can work for people. I do. I think some people just need structure and uh, they need tradition and stuff, and that that works for them. And I don't mm -hmm. have a you know a problem with it that doesn't it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. How far back can you go and identify like, yeah, I thought it was weird when I was four, like or whatever. Is there an example? Can you identify when? the skeptic and the questioner in you was really yeah. present? I mean, high school for sure, because I had two groups I was going to. I was going to, a, to church on Sundays and then to Young Life on Mondays. And Young Life on Monday welcomed everyone. You know, it's like, right. come as you are. Be there at 729 yep. and like be ready for some fun. And it was fun and we had a great time. Church on Sundays was like more, you know, make sure you dress a certain way and don't right. bring that person. And this person's going to get looked at strangely if they show up. And yeah. I think, you know, again, it's very black and white uh, binary in binary sense, but I don't think it's very welcoming. Uh, religion can be a crutch, can be a um, can be something that people have to have to make themselves feel better. And because it's set a binary, it's us and them, it's saved and unsaved. It's heaven and hell. It's enlightened and heathen. It's holy 
and righteous and sinner and filthy. And that makes, I think that makes a lot of people feel better about themselves. They say, oh, you know, I have, you know, I got Jesus and, you know, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. And there's only 144,000 of us going, even though there's 7 billion people on the planet. Uh, and, you know, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet, you know, to a fiery hell. Like what type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent being wants to condemn most of his beautiful creation to a fiery hell at the end of all this. You better say that Aaron Rodgers. Yo, his family's the problem. <laughs> I'm convinced now uh, after listening to that. You know, and he makes a point that I think if you are being honest, if you really are a follower of Christ, you know, we're all sent out, you know, what I was taught to the Great Commission, go out and make disciples. And I used to go out and pray uh, and read the Bible and teach people the Bible and, and quote unquote, get them saved and baptized. I, I did that for like three years. And so, you know, as I was doing it, I had that same question of my pastor. I said, so only 144,000 people are going to go to heaven? Because there's a, there's a number, there's a number. Only... Only the people in this church are going to go to heaven? Well, that's why we're going out and doing it. I'm like, yeah. so what about the people in China? It's like a billion people. What about India? Africa, the whole continent of Africa. Well, we're going to start a church there. And I'm like, so then it's still only going to be 144,000? And then you should just feel special if you're one of them. What is this, Jim Jones? Aaron Rodgers is right. If you could believe in a God that would condemn the vast majority of humanity to a fiery hell for eternity... Ooh, that really, mm. and then you're somehow magical and special. But I, I wanted to really harp on <laughs> the piece that he talked about, the, the binary. You know, not, it's like it's, it's us or them, sinners and heathens, you know, saved and the unrighteous. You know, and, this, and this is how white or black, this is why we, you know, and it's, it, it's all because people are insecure, unformed, and lazy. Because they're not out there working on their best selves. They want to put, you know, put a little circle around themselves and say, I'm special, even though we, you ain't do nothing to be special. But you're somehow special because you believe this or because I'm not that. Well, I'm not black. At least I'm not black. Well, I'm white. Well, I'm Christian. Well, I'm Pentecostal. Let's go one step further. Like, y'all knock it off. Knock it off. I have a secret. All you people doing that are definitely going to hell. <laughs> I won't see you in heaven. My name's in the book of life. I will be there. Mm -hmm. I'll be right there, and I won't see you there. No, like, look, that shouldn't even be a thing that you should want. Like, hello? That wouldn't be nice. I've said this before. Like, I, living in a world where everybody around me is not happy, I, I'm not happy. Everyone should be happy. Everyone should be fulfilled but it's up to everyone to pick up their mats and walk with it. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you. I hope you got something out of it. Aaron Rodgers rocks. Danica Patrick, thanks for your podcast and allowing me to use a portion of it. Not to, you know, I just, I just did it. Um, <laughs> and uh, y'all can follow her too. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter. Check out my YouTube channel and subscribe, Karen Hunter Show. Share this podcast and ask the question. Ask the question of the folk, you know, is your church homogenous? 
you know, are only people like you in your church? What color is your God? You know, like start asking questions that make people uncomfortable because that's where the change happens. And if you really want to be like Jesus, you don't have to piss off a lot of people because <laughs> he did. All right. Um, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, let me know what you think. Use the hashtag podcast on Twitter. I'm at Karen Hunter on the Twitters. And until next time.